SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Game time decision continues. I am Lorenzo. We're throwing it down with a raging redhead. Cam Stewart, Mike Blewett, going to step up and in and join us in a couple of minutes at time. Uh, UFC Fight Island uh, set to begin. First fight up. Uh, we've got uh, Jack Shore, which sounds like a, a TV action hero, doesn't it? Like he's like a, it's like the new yeah, yeah, Jack, Jack Shore. Shore. Sounds like a guy that sleeps with a lot of women successfully. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see if he fights <laughs> successfully. A lot of hype about Jack Shore. Tell you, he's Too a minus eight twenty favorite. Yeah, he's minus eight twenty favorite. It's a monster it's, number. Yeah, I've said is. this a lot, and I've covered this sport for a long time, but it's true. I remember in the old days, you know, UFC 70 days, 60 days, UFC 100, whatever. George St. Pierre would only be like a minus 500 favorite. Like John Jones would only be like minus 500. Like I remember GSP. I remember I laid minus 500 once with GSP and it was as high as he was basically. And I laid 2,500 bucks to win 500. And um, I was like, man, I got to lay minus 500. It's a pretty big number. And nowadays, you'll see, I've been talking about this for years, nowadays you'll have scrub fighters that have fought once in the UFC before, and they're minus 1,200. It's like a completely different world with these odds uh, right now. You can get yourself in a lot of trouble if uh, you think, if you just sort of assume someone's great because of the odds, then you're going to you know, you're gonna lose a lot of money uh, betting uh, the UFC. But that's the first fight up uh, here. So Lou's, Lou's taking a shot with the underdog in this one, Captain Phillips. Um, he's taking Captain Phillips again. Jack Shore sounds like a night uh, night at the drive-in. Captain yeah. Phillips and Jack Shore. Yeah, um, yeah. I think Jack Shore is going to win the fight. I got him in a parlay just because it moved the needle about thirty cents on the parlay. So I was like, ah, whatever. But I, I think it's going to go. Uh, I think it's going to go over one and a half. So that's the first fight up uh, right now. What are you doing for the NASCAR? Who are you taking? I'm taking, uh, like I said, I'm taking Brad Keselowski to win his first ever um, all-star race. Yeah, I'm going to do, uh, I want to be on the same side, so I'm going to sprinkle on Keselowski, but the guy I like who's been very close recently is Martin Truex Jr. They're the exact same price, Gabe, so I'm going to take a shot with Truex Jr. Um, Blaney's been good to me, maybe a little bit of a sprinkle, but you know that you don't want to uh, put too much money out there. We got a lot of things to bet on tonight. Plus that soccer match. I got tons of golf, my golf portfolios out the yin yang. I got so many top twenties and other things that we'll talk about on your show later on tonight, but I'm going to take a shot with uh, my boy, Truex Jr. He's been good to me. I actually have 0.00 left in my account right now. Mm -hmm. And I have... 13 active bets. I went a little yeah. bigger. So I've got I've got 13 active bets right now. And I'm kind of getting antsy. I'm like, all right, let's go. Because I want to start rolling this stuff over. <laughs> like, let's you go. can. Let's start, Once those let's fights start, start, start happening, you can. Yeah. 
Better Let's credit, get some you wins quit. going here. <laughs> quick credits. That's no, what I hate. There's no worse. There's no worse feeling, right, Gabe? When you're down to your last and you you actually win the bet, you're like, "Come on, give it to me now. Give it to me now. I got I got to get something else." Hate waiting. Oh yeah, especially, dude. I used to be at the, the FanDuel Sportsbook uh, itself. On uh, I used to be at the Sportsbook itself, and man, there'd be massive lineups after you're trying to get uh, picks in. Listen, everyone's been there. I'm sure. You've seen that in Vegas, but that's why they have uh, that's why they have apps uh, right now yes, as well. But yes. yeah, we got a we got a busy night tonight. We'll get into the MLS uh, MLS soccer game, the San Jose Earthquakes, San Jose Earthquakes, and the Vancouver Whitecaps. Mike Blewett's going to step up and then join us uh, as well, and we're going to track this uh, UFC game time decisions. Uh, radio continues. I'm Aaron, so we're throwing it down to Ranger Ren and Cam Stewart. Mike Blewett will join us. In a couple of moments' time, we'll get you caught up to date as far as all the NFL uh, news is concerned. It's not all good, uh, actually, but let's not um, let's not uh, play the uh, the coronavirus uh, update game uh, tonight when we've got real games to be betting on uh, tonight. Now, nah, who am I kidding? I'm going to bring it up actually when Mike Blewett uh, joins us. We've got big problems as far as the NFL is concerned, guys. It's not starting mm-hmm. September the 10th. And if you think it's starting September the 10th, then I don't know. You're probably either a Corona denier or you're incredibly naive. I don't want to say you're dumb because you could be well-intentioned, but, or I'm going to say you're not paying attention. They're not playing the preseason. So if there's no preseason, how are they going to be ready for the regular season? And more and more players on a daily basis are not saying that they're against playing. They're basically stating that the whole idea is just stupid. That it's like next to, like Sean McVay. Sean McVay, pretty smart guy. Wasn't very smart that Sunday evening, unfortunately, for you and I. Not that He wasn't very smart then, was he? He never adjusted once. Exactly. I never adjusted the following year either. The Rams were on the same office last yeah. couple of years. I don't know. Like, out, he's had man. two bad days. Yeah. He's had two days, and we've been on him on his bad days. <laughs> Thanks, McVay. I was going to say Sean McVay is a smart guy, but Sean McVay said, um, he said, I don't understand, like, um, how it's possible. He said it's not. Like, he basically stated, I don't see how we're going to play. It's not really possible to socially distance and play football. And keep everybody safe. That's a coach. A bunch of New England Patriot players of all of all teams, mm. actually. Surprisingly True. enough, a bunch of Patriot players are stepping up one by one. And, you know, listen, they're not, like, refusing to play. But they're saying they don't think it's going to happen. Uh, or, you know, they don't know if it's going to happen. Or if it does happen, they're going to start a little bit later. The season might be postponed. So we'll get into that a little bit uh, with, with Mike Blewett. We'll get to the picks. I look forward to Cam's Memorial Golf uh, pick as well. We'll track this UFC. We'll recap our UFC best bets. You still have time to get in on Brad Keselowski, who I think is going to win the NASCAR race tonight. Game time decision continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. (laughs) 
let's fight. Let's go. What are, the, what are they waiting for? Let's do this thing. I got all my bets in action here. We got to get this thing rolling. Come on. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like uh, regular action. It's, really, it's like uh, basically we're back to normal right now. We have way too many bets in action. I'm actually getting mad at myself because I'm like, why do I have no money in my account? I'm like, oh, yeah, because of the MLS. It's unbelievable. Mm. Full disclosure. I, I had 500 in the account. After the UFC the other night, I had 12, 1,300 in the account. After the MLS, I had like 260 in the account. Like, it, oh, it's boy. been that bad. And now it's back up to like 667 in the account. I've been mm-hmm. grinding. The last, you know, that basketball mm-hmm. game yesterday, I hit it. We cover the number, even though they heartbreakingly lost. The MLS is driving me crazy. But, uh, yeah, so now, basically, I rolled over about $667 on, you know, the UFC. But not just the UFC, early UFC. <laughs> basically, the prelim card. I'm like, all right, whatever happens, happens here. Let, let's get after it. All right, here's my main man, Jack Shore. Jack Shore uh, you know, getting ready against uh, Aaron Phillips right here right now. All right, Mike Blewett. Uh, Mike Blewett joins us. What's up, buddy? You know, Mike's got the UFC on the giant screen right now. What's up, Mike? You and the kids, I the can't... wife and the kids watching the UFC? Yeah. I'm solo tonight. I'm going to settle in, actually, with some UFC, but I can't look at it right now because I'm staring at my two uh, my two buddies right here doing a show. <laughs> so uh, how would you feel if your daughter said, I want to be a UFC fighter? It's a big, it's a big matzo ball out there, Gabe. I think the answer is let's have a talk, honey. Uh, yeah, he thought I was uh, going to ask him about Derrick Henry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was like the curveball that I did not expect. Uh, I think there would have to be multiple conversations prior to her <laughs> sitting me down and saying that that's what she wanted to do with her life. But uh, you know, I, I don't begrudge anybody for doing it. I still yeah, want to see her get hit in the face. She's five years old. It was her birthday two days ago. I don't want to think about her getting punched. Well, that's fine. That's why happy birthday. Do I bring it up? Exactly. It's her birthday. It's getting a little late. If she's going to start, she better start now, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you got to get, get her in the gym. Let's the go. Pads. Yeah, yeah. Get her going. At least get put a tennis racket. Yeah. Get a tennis racket, golf club uh, going. But all right, all kidding aside, Mike Blue and kicking us. So Derrick Henry, this just broke a couple hours ago. Derrick Henry signs a a four-year extension, $50 million, gets about, uh, what, $25.5 million guaranteed, uh, whatever it is. Just yesterday, we were talking on this show with Donnie Wright's side about how it's going to be such a big running back market moving forward with really good backs. Dalvin Cook, Kamara, um, you know, and and then your second tier, your Lindsays and your Gurleys and all these dudes. And I said... I said that I don't think Derrick Henry is like super greedy or anything like that. I don't think he's going to say, oh, I need $17 million or I'm sitting out. And I said, you know, I think he's going to be happy with a fair offer. And I was right about that. He takes it right now. And, you know, considering the way the cap could go down in the future, and you look at Melvin Gordon, what happened to him, he's getting four and a half more million dollars a year than Melvin Gordon's getting. I don't think it's bad. I mean, in a perfect world, he'd be getting 15 mil, but they just don't pay running backs. And the market wouldn't have been a good one for him moving forward. So I don't have a problem with the deal. What's your take? 
Uh, I, I agree with almost everything that you said. He's the fifth highest paid running back. I think most people would say that's about right. He was the NFL rushing champion last year, but he, nobody considers him to be necessarily the top back in football. So he gets $25.5 million guaranteed in the first two years of this deal. So he comes out really on the good side. It's a relatively team-friendly deal, but he's coming away $25.5 million by the end of next season. That's pretty darn good. As you said, there's a lot of uh, things going on potentially with the cap that could hurt him. But uh, I think it's a good deal for him. And I think the Titans are in a good position as well. It gives them flexibility long term. Yeah, just with so much uncertainty going on. Right? Listen, I'm a big Derrick Henry fan, but I, I understand you can argue he doesn't have that out of the backfield, you know, catch pass element uh, yeah. that, you know, that Kamara brings to the table. But. I think that's fair, Cam, that he's a top five back. He's one of my favorite also, backs. I don't have him on too, my Gabe. team before some other guys, but oh, I get it. Time. I think it's fair. Five. He's averaging the only back the last two years with over 500 carries, oh, with over five yards a carry, too, Marenzi. And the best thing is, when has he shown up? In big games. So Derrick Henry, yards per carry, shows up in the playoffs. You know what? I think it's a great deal for the Titans. All right, so I was talking about the National Football League, and that's like the massive elephant in the room. I know people are already incredibly frustrated through this lockdown, through the whole sports situation. But I think in the back of their mind, they just sort of assume that, well, in the fall, everything will be fine, and NFL football will be back. And I think the NFL's draft gave people a false sense of security a little bit, including Roger Goodell. And I've read a lot of behind-the-scenes quotes of people saying the worst thing that happened was that the draft went off without a hitch as Goodell sort of thinks they're invincible uh, moving forward. Yet we're seeing more and more players uh, right now. They don't feel the same way. And it's not just a player here or a player, a player there. It's multiple players right now who are starting to uh, express skepticism about the season being played. I was talking earlier, Mike, Sean McVay uh, actually uh, was was questioning whether it's even physically possible uh, to uh, to pull off. All right, so um, Jonathan Jones, cornerback of the Patriots, tweets out, uh, I don't know who needs to hear this, but you can't social distance football. All right, so that's just, everyone's going, oh, that's just one player. Um, Sean McVay, we're going to social distance, but then we're going to play football? It's really hard for me to understand. Dante Hightower, ain't no way. He tweets uh, at uh, Jonathan Jones. Patrick Chung, not a damn shot. They are tripping. Not a damn shot. They are tripping if they think we're playing football. That's what he's saying. And everyone discounts everybody. We're only New England Patriot players, right? Um, What about the tackle on the Bucs last week, Mike? Tom Brady's best offensive lineman said it's not worth my risk. I'm not risking my life to play football for a year, he said. Point blank, I, I think the writing is on the wall. No preseason. I, I think as a betting man, I say there's no way in hell they start September 10th, Mike. I would bet on it. It's interesting because I, I think of it the other way, that they will do everything they can to try and start on time and will stumble through this and eventually have to shut it down or alter it significantly. But this is all speculation. I, I think you're 
guess is as good as mine in terms of the season being altered. They still haven't specifically talked money as far as what happens to this 35% escrow. You know the players aren't going to do that. Richard Sherman did report via social media earlier today that there was some positive dialogue amongst the NFLPA and the NFL regarding safety protocols, but the players are right. You can't socially distance it. It's just a matter of what you're willing to expose it to. I, I tend to think that the culture of football might see less players opting out than we think, but you know, I, I thought Major League Baseball, we'd see a roster's worth of players opting out. I think that's still a pretty live guess. But in football, I, I think percentage-wise, it would be lower just because I, I tend to think football players, as hard as it is, suck it up and, and play through these kinds of things, even though this is unique. You know what? I respect your opinion, but I'm going to disagree. Okay. And I think football players are way more vulnerable than anyone else. I agree offensive linemen, offensive linemen are like not, they can't get it. You can't be a 355 pound man and get this. It's not good. Excellent. Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their diets, their pre-existing conditions, diabetes, um, their, their, their overall health. Not every offensive lineman in the NFL is the healthiest dude. All right. Like offensive Great. linemen die during two days as it is already. I just read an article uh, last thing- week, Gabe, on on a, a series of offensive linemen that have lost tons of weight post-career. It was really interesting. Jordan Gross, Damian Woody, a lot of players interviewed yeah, yeah, on this yeah. on this fact. And they they cut 60, 70 pounds after retirement just because it's better for them. You know what? It's one of the things that they do. Look, Jeff Saturday, another one, right? That's yeah, right. You know, he was, he was never massive. But, yeah, it's one of those things, though, that with the linemen, they tell you. You got to lose the weight right away. Otherwise, you're going to die. You can't carry this weight into your 50s and 60s here. You've got to cut it off. And you'll see, like, it's the guys that attack it right after they stop playing. Uh, Kyle Turley, same thing. Kyle Turley's very skinny now. Like, he just stopped, like, doing everything after. Right? Hang in here, Mike. Bagels and bad beats. Never being a camp fan, but I will tell you, the officials never gave him the benefit of the doubt. He would get crushed and there wouldn't be any penalty flags for late hits. So, you know, welcome to the real world Patriots from that standpoint. The Sports Grid Network. You're watching Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I'm Cam Stewart with your Sports Grid news and betting update. You want the edge? Get on the grid. We got a lot of NFL news. Cleveland Browns defensive end Miles Garrett put pen to paper today. He signed that new five-year, $125 million deal. It makes him the highest-paid defender on a per-annual basis. The number one overall pick in 2017, over 30 sacks in three seasons in the league. The NFL trade deadline for teams to extend franchise tags came and went today. Right at the buzzer, the Tennessee Titans and running back Derrick Henry finalized the deal. Henry's new deal, four years, $50 million, 25 and a half mil guaranteed in 31 regular season games since 2018. Henry's been amazing. Just under 2,600 yards rushing, 28 touchdowns, ranking second in both categories. Also the only back with more than 500 plus carries and averaging over five yards a carry. Most notably, Dallas quarterback Dak Prescott didn't get his deal. The Cowboys final offer was between 33 and 35 million annually, meaning 31.4 million he would have made in 2020. Yannick Nagakwe of the Jags, the only player in the league yet to sign his franchise tag. He remains 
Falcons intent on leaving the Jacksonville Jaguars. Key players will hit free agency in 2021 with no deals so far. A.J. Green, Hunter Henry, Shaq Barrett, Bud Dupree, Leonard Williams, and Anthony Harris. Texans wide receiver Kenny Stills among 87 people facing felony charges after being arrested at a protest for Brianna Taylor in Louisville, Kentucky. Police took Stills into custody after he and other protesters marched to the home of Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron to demand action against officers involved in Taylor's death. Stills, he's been charged with disorderly conduct and criminal trespassing. He'll be arraigned Friday morning in the NBA. Pacers star Victor Oladipo says there is a good chance he will play in the NBA restart if his rehab continues to progress. He's averaging 13.8 points and 3.2 boards in limited action this year. Baseball, scary news for the Mets. Ace Jared DeGrom, he injured his back. He's going to have an MRI listed as day-to-day. It might not be too serious. Jack Flaherty, he's going to be the opening day starter for the Cardinals when they meet the Pirates July 24th in hockey. Awards time, Colorado defenseman Kale McCarr, Blue, Vancouver Blue Liner Quinn Hughes, and Chicago forward Dominic Kubelik. They've been voted the three finalists for the Calder Trophy given to the NHL's top rookie. Jack Adams for top coach. Bruce Cassidy of the Bruins. Phillies Alain Vigneault and John Tortorella of Columbus. They're the list. One game in the MLS tonight. San Jose versus Vancouver, 9 p.m. San Jose minus 140 to win. Vancouver plus 310. Draw 280. Total 2.5 minus 128 on FanDuel. Busy day in the EPL. We got Arsenal. They beat Liverpool 2-1. The loss prevents Liverpool from setting the Premier League points record. Man City beat Burma 2-1. Tottenham took out Newcastle United 3-1. And Burnley and Wolves played to a 1-1 draw in the Italian League. A crazy one. Juventus led Cecilo 2-0, but they tied 3-3. I'm Cam Stewart. Back to host game Morenci with our guest, Mike Lewis. Game time decision continues. I am Morenci, UFC. Fight Island is uh, is off and running uh, right now. We'll be keeping you up to date, and we'll get you uh, some picks before uh, every fight. We're going into the second round uh, right now between Aaron Phillips and Jack Shore. Um, so, listen, we need another uh, two and a half minutes here as we pull the trigger on over one and a half rounds. So, uh, we just got to get Phillips to give us another two and a half minutes here. And we cash, uh, we cash that ticket over uh, the number. Mike blew it uh, with us. So, um, as far as the National Football League is concerned, and, you know, we have more here. Justin Reed. So, uh, Houston Texan safety uh, uh, Reed uh, says, um, and he went to Stanford as well. So, he's a smart dude. Says, I think it would be beneficial to delay the season two or three weeks. So, that way we can answer a lot of questions that us as players, as far as fans and the coaching staff, uh, have procedurally on how the season's going to happen. Uh, I think it would be beneficial to delay the season a couple of weeks. I think uh, that's uh, that's the way to go. I'm not confident uh, that we're going to start on time, but I am prepared because it is my job. I will be ready under the scenario if it does happen. Um, I will be prepared uh, for it. Goes on to say Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll is for delaying the season. Um, and they're not saying like, oh, until March or whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, like Reed said, a couple of weeks. Everyone knows the NFL has a plan B schedule that starts October 14th. It's not a secret. And already, here are the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins already have plans of preparing a delay to the start of camp. Players aren't even allowed to show up at camp right now. Mike, they don't even have a deal, like you said. That's right. So there's still a lot of money questions going on. Obviously, the delay would also help with all of the lack of in person interaction that was supposed to have gone on for the last few months, notably for the rookies and potential undrafted free agents that 
have never even reported to the building. So uh, there are a lot of questions to be answered regarding money, regarding health and safety protocols. I, I think Justin Reed's take is perfectly reasonable. Let's get let's start October one and figured all this out instead of trying to stumble to the starting gate, which is what I'm most concerned about. I think doing that will hinder the rest of the season. I don't know if they start October 1, that they get through any of it anyway, or much of it, but it seems a better plan as opposed to screwing up initially and then apologizing afterwards. Yeah, and not to mention, guys, and I know nobody, you know, we're in, a, we're in an era right now where nobody believes any experts and everything is uh, fake news mm-hmm. and everything else in between. Uh, but the the heads of the you know the center the CDC and and other health experts I saw them say the other day that this fall is going to be a medical situation that America has never seen before that it's going to be like it's going to make like last this last thing seem like pale in comparison between right. the flu influenza. And the new modern strain that's going to hit in the fall of coronavirus. And it's not if, guys. Like, that's the whole thing. When you hear people say, well, we don't know what's going to happen two months from now. No, no, we do. Look at the chart. We do. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's not going in the right direction. Um, as you stated, it makes me wonder when they're like, well, we're going to wait till October. Like, is it going to be better then? It was no. almost like they should have started earlier, if anything. That's why I think they're going to start on time. You know what? Because I think it would get worse. Excellent point. That is a great point. You know what I mean, Cam? I agree with you 100% because you know about it too. Think about all the things that are happening now. You talk about it. Influenza, it's a big thing. So there's going to be problems between, do we diagnose between this new coronavirus strain, the flu, and everything else? You're right, Gabe. At least if we started earlier, got a few under our belt, and then we're thinking, good, because that, that window of time is gone. And I'll tell you this, and you guys know the NFL too, right? Like, People are going to watch regardless, right? So don't be a stooge and start things, oh, we have to do this at this time and whatever. It's going to be all right. But, I, Gabe, that is an excellent point that no one's talked about. I believe earlier would be better because it doesn't matter. September, October, November probably, it's still a, going to be a tough scenario. They're not going to get through. Yeah, like college football, really, and it's, you can't do it. You can't readjust the real world for sports as much as we all want that to happen. But exactly. same thing. Like college football, like you can pull it off. They should have been playing in August. August and September, and everyone's gone by the time it's fall again. You don't want to be around. Like, I tell you what, you don't want to be around these places in, in, in November and stuff. And like I said, I know there's people out there, and I'm sure you're listening right now or watching, thinking, how the hell do you know what's going to happen four or five months from now? Well, are things going well right now, guys? And you think, is there a magic wand? Is a jacket of beanstalk? Is there a magic bag of beans somewhere? Like, like just to be real. Like, if you, if you want to be real... And there's a reason why the Ivy League shut everything down. Yeah. And we'll let Look, you go, Mike, because we, we got to get into the Patriot golf League. Yeah. You got the Patriot League. But the, uni- the universities have adjusted and told their students, we want you home before Thanksgiving. So I would imagine you know, college football typically stops before then, but we got championship games and bowl games and all that kind of stuff uh, that need to be adjusted. I just don't think logistically it's possible for the NFL to move it up much more than where it is already is because the money isn't figured out yet. The um, no, I, it's there, there's a, the next couple of weeks are paramount for football. It really is. I mean, these teams are talking about they need six weeks. College teams are talking about needing. Uh, six weeks moving forward. And although the NBA bubble 
and the playoffs are going. There was a lot of talk about, um, all right, they're going to play. The finals would be, what, October the 12th, Game 7 of the NBA Finals, that um, it would carry over, and then they would start their season Christmas Day, right? That sort of seemed to be a consensus. Mm-hmm. There was sort of like there's a sports sort of WikiLeaks, like there was an internal memo from the NBA that's leaked. And it's, it doesn't say they're starting Christmas. And in fact, basically it says major medical, like mass bat. Like basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not, we're not playing Christmas. That the NBA is, it was a plan B, so to speak. But this is how, like, the NBA is at least thinking and realistic about things. And basically the NBA was saying they might become a summer league. Like they might start like next March type thing. Like March or April, the NBA, that they're not, they can't go through the wintertime having players travel everywhere. And they can't, they can't live in a bubble forever either. So they're sort of accepting that they're going to, you know, maybe just sort of rearrange, rearrange the schedule moving forward. Right. I got no problem with that either. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, it's you got to do what you got to do if you want if you if you want to pull it off. I mean, the that, bubble, that's just the bubble for long term makes no sense. I don't think they're going to be able to. I think some players are already violating this bubble. I don't think they're going to be able to yes. do it for much more than they're being asked. So to to have them leave for a month and then do it for another six months doesn't make any sense. No way. Now, one thing one thing I want to say, and we'll get you out of here, Mike is and yep. Cam. Oh, well, Cam stays. Um, you can stay if you want, picks. Mike. But you got any golf yeah. picks for us, Mike? <laughs> Not at present. Uh, Kepka. Uh, we, uh, so, <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm just saying, all right, so uh, Jack Shore's already won the fight. Uh, did we get Jack the Shore. one and a half, though? Did it? How? I, I missed the time here. I looked Good up question. last second. I, I don't I think so. the time. Man. Two no two two twenty nine of round two. Uh, Are you kidding me? No, no. I'm not, so that means you what? By it's one second. We lost by oh, one second. Kidding. Yeah, that's. Uh, I didn't touch that fight. I never bet against a guy from Wales, but uh, I didn't take the beat. other guy. That's so tough beat. Well, it's the way things have been going. <laughs> I'll tell you, man. From MLS. To other things, though. No, no, wait, 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 wait. You said, wait, 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 wait. You said 229. That's what it says. Yeah, 229. So that's they go down. They go down. Yeah, yeah. That's, that means we won. Oh, oh, that's right. It's the other way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. It counts yeah. down. Five, it goes that's, down, right? Like final. That's the thing. You, when you look at that, you assume like it's 20, it says 229. So it was yeah, 231. I'm like, I'm like, oh, man, 229. Yeah, like. Oh, no, I just, yeah, checked, no, I just two, checked the result on the phone. Like 229. Okay. 229. Yeah, we, wow. we won by one. We won by one second. <laughs> see, now that's a good see. Now you can take nice. that in the good in, not, in the good category instead of the bad beats. Exactly. <clears throat> Mike Mike blew it. Uh, Mike Mike blew it with us. Yeah, so busy night tonight, Mike. We got uh, NASCAR. We got UFC. Little MLS soccer as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in. I'm in on UFC and soccer. Uh, you know, NASCAR. I might have. I got multiple TVs. I got nobody home with me, so I, I'm in on sports tonight. Letting it loose in the Blewett household. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he takes off the pants, stretches it out. Yeah, <laughs> the place to myself. <laughs> you, have a, uh, you have any golf picks uh, for you? You bet the golf picks? Yeah, I'll golf take picks? Not really. No, I'll leave that to you guys. I'm not going to give out bad golf picks, but uh, well, I, I like what they did with a couple of the with the trios, putting yeah. t- some popular we players did, we together. We did good, Gabe. 
Three of the last four, we've hit winners. We're actually doing pretty good. We used to get sometimes we give out bad golf picks, but we've been okay recently. Now, Cam, Cam, Cam has Cam has been on fire. Yeah, Brooke, Brooks Kepka, some good odds. But all right, Mike, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot. Uh, for all right, boys, take us. care. Talk to you next week. Have a good one, Mike. Enjoy your uh, night of solitude. <clears throat> Mike blew it. See how we escape? One second, a one second win. That, no. That's the thing. When you look at it, you go 229, right? So I'm like, hmm, okay, yeah, so 231, 212. That's unbelievable. That is so – Yeah, they go This down. is amazing oh, how they do you, that. There's going to there's gonna be controversy about this. Of course there will. There's gonna when be, did uh, it happen? One second. Push. Be careful. What do you do to a button? Push, push, push. We'll see. Uh, you better get that credit quick before you explode like a volcano. But they'll, they'll pay you. Hey, that's an that's an official time. I got that from a website. It said two twenty nine round two. So that's got to be. They don't put out fake information. That's got to be real. Never, never in doubt. What a lock. One second. <laughs> now the whole the whole fight, man. Jack Shore was all over him like Oprah on a baked head. Like uh, you know, Philip Phillips had a problem. Captain Phillips had a real problem. Yeah. Got overtaken. I told. Sounds like Lou's going to be going to Gillette. Phillips, the first shave was not a good one. I, I like. Thing is, I'll take a guy at plus five hundred. I know nothing about the like to tell you. You know, you know Shore. Game time decision continues. I know Paulie Shore. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decision continues, and uh, we're off and running in the UFC here with a win. A one-second win. Win. <laughs> a one-second a one second, uh, win. 229 is a winner. 231 would have been a loser. And um, it's already been uh, graded. And it's funny how everybody saw 229. No, no, <laughs> and my, no, Twitter, no. my Twitter blows up, and people are like, ah, oh, they're dropping F-bombs. They're like, oh, we just lost by a second. It's 229. No, guys, it counts down. Exactly. It counts down. So if it was 231, we would have lost by a second. We actually won by one second. Thanks to Phillips for not tapping two seconds earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Phillips, you owe him one. (laughs) There we go, Phillips. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for for not tapping uh, two seconds earlier. So... We're off and running right now, and now we got that parlay alive uh, with Shore, Al Hassan, and Calvin uh, uh, Cutter uh, tonight. And we'll keep our eye uh, moving up here on on the next fight. But let's get into the golf uh, right now, yeah. Cam. What are we looking at uh, here? The Memorial. Let's give people the updated uh, updated odds uh, right now. Deschambeau twelve to one. Thomas twelve to one. Cantlay fourteen to one. Rory's fourteen to one, DJ sixteen, Morikawa twenty-two, John Rahm twenty-two, Hovland twenty-three, Tiger uh, down to twenty-five. Little you know, come, came down a little bit. Hideki Matsuyama twenty-eight, Webb Simpson twenty-eight, Xander Shuffley uh, twenty-eight, 
Brooks Kepka was 28 to 1, up to 30 to 1 uh, yeah. right now. And that's the neighborhood that we, you and I were both looking at earlier in the week. But let's get down to business. What are you looking at, Cam? Gabe, uh, I got to tell you something. I like can't lay a lot, but uh, this is the week we're going to spread it around, right? We're going to do some top 10s, top 20s. As I mentioned before, I'll join you on the late show to find some guys like over 60 to 1 that we can have top 20s to plus money. But my first selection is a guy that you've called overrated before, but now we're getting the price that is right. Who are we talking about, Gabe? Look at the board. Who's who's the guy that you think is overrated, but now he's not 12, 14 to 1. Now he's in the 20 range. Who do you got? Ramen noodles, that's who. John Rom. He's he's the guy this week. You're getting a price finally. This is where John Rom, because he's a very good golfer, he played well on Sunday. Not in great form, but I saw something from him last week. And John Rom does a lot of things well. What are you going to have to do this week? You got to hit it far. You got to hit it uh, with a, you know, don't spray the driver. And he's really consistent. He gets hot and cold with the putter, usually hot. He's 22 to 1. Top 10, he's plus 220. And Gabe, the thing that I'm looking at for these top 20s, don't even like, you find a guy where you don't have to lay juice, that is a good bet. So if you take a $100 unit, you know, maybe you throw $20 on the win, $40 on the top uh, on the top 10 and 20s, you could split it up that way. However you want to do it, you do the math. But John Rom tells me at 22 to 1, this is the week I get on him. Next, Xander Shoffley, uh, another guy, T14 last week. A very good player that simply, in my opinion, should be, you know, winning a lot more. He had he had a heartbreaking uh, putt where he couldn't get into the playoff. It was where Morikawa actually lost to Berger. It turned out it was Berger versus Shifley. Shifley's one of those guys. He's been very, very close, and he just he he he, he wins, but he should be winning more. But it's very hard to win on the PGA Tour. Twenty-eight to one. Shoffley gave love him. You talked about it. Sometimes you have to take a guy and you bet the number. Brooks Kepka was in the exact same situation, and I repeat, the exact same situation that Patrick Cantlay was in. Patrick Cantlay, the difference was he made the cut almost on the number and sizzled in the weekend and got inside the top six. Brooks Brooks Kepka, on the other hand, just didn't make the cut, but he had a sizzling round after he blew up in the first round. So all of a sudden, what? He's not a good golfer? You're giving me him at 30 to 1. I understand about the majors, but Brooks Kepka at 30 to 1 is disrespectful to him. He should be in the 20 to 22 range. I will take him at 30. I got three other value plays for you, Marenzi. Abraham, you got questions. I got answers yeah. at 45 to 1. He is the perfect game here. You got to take guys. It's a second shot golf course. You want guys who put it in play, great irons. Abraham answers that guy. If his putting's on, we'll see him on the leaderboard on Sunday, and maybe we'll cash it 45 to 1. And I got two bombs that I really, really like. I think Mark Leishman is probably my favorite pick for the price at 75 to 1. He is also 6 to 1 to finish in the top 10. That will be bet. I think the the Aussie is a, a guy that's really, really underrated. He's not playing his best golf right now, but Mark Leishman's very streaky, and he does a lot of things well. He loves the Jack Nicholas design and will play well. And my final pick at 80-1 to 1 is Matthew Fitzpatrick. Phil Mickelson uh, bones his caddies now with Fitzpatrick. He did okay on the weekend. He made a little bit of money. Fell, fell short, but, you know, just outside the top 20. I think Matthew Fitzpatrick's a guy who's trending in the right direction at 80 to 1. And you also get him, Gabe. It's a really nice price. It's 6 to 1 for the top 10. So I repeat, John Rahm at 22, Xander Shoffley at 28 to 1, Brooks Kepka, insane price at 30 to 1. A couple, a little bit of value for you guys. Abraham Answer at 40 Farm, 45 to 1. Mark Leishman at 75 to 1. And Matthew Fitzpatrick, the young Brit. 
at 80 to one. Who are you looking at, Gabe? You know, I'm looking at some of the same uh, guys. And, you know, you know, I've been riding Bryson DeChambeau on a weekly basis, riding this top 10 uh, prop. Guys, he's finished in the top 10 in nine of the last 10 tournaments uh, that he has uh, played in. And it's been uh, money. But there's no value with this uh, anymore. It used to be plus 250. Mm-hmm. It used to be plus 175. Uh, now it's like minus 135, minus 110 in that territory. And I actually think, uh, you know, he could struggle a little bit, Ken. You and I talked about it earlier in the week. Jack was um, Jack was saying it was after one of the weekends that he was bombing him 400 yards and stuff. And Jack said it was ridiculous that you need to you need to have a uniform golf ball that isn't made to go for you know as far as possible. Otherwise, you're going to destroy the sport of golf. And I know I know they're going to make the course a lot tougher here uh, this week. He didn't play last week. There's more pressure on him now. They, you know, the stakes are getting a little higher. The Memorial Major's around the corner right now. I'm going to stay away from him. The guy I keep coming back to is Xander. He screws me all the time. He never wins, but I think Xander Shoffley is going to be a nice top 10 play and a nice top yes. 20 play, Cam. And I think he's got a chance of winning. One of these weeks, he's going to get it done. That's the guy that I'm looking at here, Xander. And I like the Brooks Kepka angle, too. Because I've seen the, the, the progression of Bruce Kepka. I think Kepka's going to be in a mix. And at those fat odds, we can take the nice finishing position props with him, too. But if I got to pick a guy, man, I'm going to go with uh, Xander this weekend. Well, Gabe, I got to tell you something. As I know you like your top 10 and 20s, but please, like, say he wins and you don't have him at 28, even five or 10 bucks, you know, to oh, get I'm going to take him to win, too. I'm going to take yeah, him to yeah, win. That's what I'm saying. Just, just spread out the units. You know what to do. And, and let, me, let me say this to everybody betting golf. What has been the tried, tested, and true method since the break? Struggle and then win. What happened, Gabe, when I said it? Webb Simpson didn't make the cut, came back yes. and won the next week. Don't oh, here's off, another guys. one I like. I think Webb Simpson's going to be in oh, a mix, too. Again. I do, too. I, I can't bet everybody, right? Like, that's the thing. I, and you know me in golf, I really spread it around. I think Webb Simpson is a great top 10 and top 20 play. He's not going to be in my six-pack. Uh, but as far as Shockley, I like can't. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. people realize. So he's the, he's the 11th-ranked player in the world uh, right now. He's 14th awesome. place finish at the Workday Charity Open. Runner-up finish at the uh, WGC HSBC. Runner-up at the Century Tournament of Champions. Yep. Third-place finish at the Charles Schwab. Four-time yep. tour winner. The guy's been knocking on the door for a couple of months, Ken. He really has. And we get him at we get him at twenty-eight to one. <clears throat> Here's the thing. This is what we're saying. Look at Ricky Fowler. Okay, he never wins. He never wins. You're getting him at like 35, 40. Like, that's the thing. He could win this week. I get it, but he's not getting a cent of my money. There's certain guys in golf, Gabe. It's kind of like MMA fighters. They'll win some fights. You know, they'll make money. But do you really trust them? You have to have guys that have been there to have won the tournaments. And Shoffley has. Brooks Kepka has. These guys can get it done. They're not just top five and ten machines here. And I'm going to tell you, Colin Morikawa had his miscut streak before he came back and won that tournament where he came back against Justin Thomas. Am I uh, repeating a theme here? Struggles, then well. Yep. Who played bad last week? Brooks Kepka. Who's coming back? Brooks Kepka. I think him and Shoffley have a lot to prove this week. That's why those guys are my horses. And I think John Rahm out of the chalk. I like him more than 
Uh, guys like DeChambeau all day. John Rahm has the right game now. 22 to 1 looks good. Those are the three horses. And I like the underdogs. I think Abraham Answer's been close. Mark Leishman's a great golfer. Those are the those are the top fives and a little sprinkle on Fitzpatrick, who's a good player at 80 to 1. Uh, what about Hideki uh, this week? No, uh, no interest in Hideki. <sighs> There's always interest, Gabe. I'm here's the thing about Hideki. He's like the girlfriend that you know. You know she's oh, banging for the record, and, Dan, Sorry. Yeah. The uh, sorry, yeah. the girl that uh, the girl the airport lost. Yeah, yeah, I told you. Oh, yeah, she, I met her in the airport. She's she's great. I could have taken plus 70 with the girl we didn't meet. She but just anyway, out in like uh, 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, but she's a very nice girl. I met her at customs. Anyway, here's the thing about Hideki. Speaking of uh, women, he's like the girl that gave you've been going out for a while and you've been pretty good. You know, you know, I got a relationship, but you know, she's got something going on when you're at work and working hard, uh, you know, putting in extra hours. Hideki's that guy. It's like, why can't you, like, oh, he just drives you nuts. He can be there, but he'll have one bad hole. He'll freak out, and I keep coming back and coming back. I know you're cheating on me. I keep coming back. Honey, I love you. I know you're you're doing this to me again. Hideki's a better top 10 and top 20 play. I don't know. He can win, and when he, he's been comfortable. And when he wins, he wins by multiple shots, Gabe. The problem is he hasn't been able to figure out the bad round and hole. When other guys take bogeys, he'll take triples and quads. He has one hole where he'll lose his mind, and it costs him tournaments. I like him top 10 and 20, though. I'm seeing Lucas Glover. He didn't play in the workday. He didn't play in the workday camp, but four straight top 25 finishes before he took the week off. Plus 550 to be top 20. Pretty good odds, man. Plus 550 for top 20. Lucas Glover is probably most underrated one of them on tour, Gabe. The reason you're getting those odds is um, he's not a very good putter. But if you look at his stats, tee to green and all the other things that he does, he does really, really well. But these guys are on the PGA Tour, and anybody can get hot for four days with the putter. If he gets any strokes gained putting, Lucas Glover will be in the top 10 and be in contending for this tournament. So I agree. I think his ball striking is fantastic, and he's very underrated. I like the top 20 play. That's a good price. Uh, you know, what about Victor Hoblin this week? Another guy that's played really, really yeah, good ball all summer long. Know what I'm going to do with Hovland this week? I'm just going to let him be. Uh, I'm not. Uh, he, he could be top ten. He could be top twenty. Know what a thing about him too, Gabe is like when Morikawa, him and Thomas were battling. Who faded? Hovland. He still won a tournament. Yeah, I'll give yeah, the kid a lot yeah. of credit. Nice kid. You know, Norwegian guy, Oklahoma State. He looks like a really friendly fella. Like I'd like to meet him. He's very chipper. But this is the week I think where you know the course is a little bit tougher. He's been driving around to courses too. I think this is the week where fatigue hits Victor Hovland. I'm not in the mood. I actually might fade him in a matchup bet because he's favored in a lot of them due to his recent play, great play. Um, what about, uh, hello, Harris English. Hello, I'm Harris uh, English. I'm Harris English. Oh. <laughs> Georgia Bulldog, Harris English. Yeah, he, he actually hits the ball pretty straight. And so, the thing about Harris English is I never take him to win. He might be a top 20 guy. Nah, I got, I got enough uh, in my portfolio, Gabe. Hello, I'm going to leave Harris English out. You can spot a tea and a crumpet. You can have them. I'm going to pass. And uh, Keegan Bradley worth a look as a sleeper, as a, as a top twenty prop. Not in my world, but uh, I, I, I don't. I, you know, no, I'm going to say pass. Rory Sabatini is though as stupid as that sounds. That guy plays the scores great. And Kevin Streelman, those are good. Uh, guys. Listen. We've got to get into the MLS game a little bit uh, here tonight. Yes, I look do. forward to uh, Cam, uh, Cam, uh, 
Cam's uh, soccer pick of the night. Uh, he's been crushing it. You've been, you've been last killing. night, but yeah. No, you're giving. I can't get the pick. I don't know. I, I'm going with the under again. I don't care. I'm going under. <laughs> I guess every week is is big, and especially for uh, college sports, because they are facing an elimination game themselves, because we saw what happened at the tail end of last week, where all these conferences started saying conference-only games ranked today. The Patriot League said no. Uh, there's not going to be any fall sports. We've already had the Ivy League. We've already had the Pac-12. I mean, I just don't think it's going to stop. The Sports Grid Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're watching SportsGrid. We got a couple of minutes left on game time decisions uh, right now. Fun times. Thanks to Lou from Gamblue.com for joining us. And Mike Blewett uh, as well. The Raging Redhead Cam Stewart will rejoin me tonight uh, for some um, overnight last-minute golf picks uh, for the Memorial. Sports Rage uh, late night, overnight on these same uh, radio stations that you're listening to us on uh, right now. So the Vancouver Whitecaps and the Earthquakes and I'm glad this game actually gives us an hour. A lot of these, uh, not only with the MLS, mm-hmm. starts right away, right after the show. But uh, this starts in an hour, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific time. All Cascadian matchup uh, here. Vancouver Whitecaps versus San Jose Earthquakes. Um, they played twice last year, and San Jose won both times, 3-1. And in fact, mm. the last five times they played, Cam, goal, goal, goal. 2-2, 3-2, 2-1, 3-1, 3-1 which makes me like the under even more. <laughs> I, I do know. the opposite here. Why not? Vancouver haven't played, Cam. And San Jose played pretty well, actually, against Seattle. I watched mm-hmm. that match. They, they had possession of the ball 64% of the time. They just couldn't bury it in the back of the net. People think Vancouver might be the worst team in the MLS. I don't be. know if Vancouver is going to be able to score much, but... I don't know, dude. Orlando sucked too, Cam, and they're two and zero in this yeah. tournament. Man. Now look at them. You're right. They made yeah, New yeah. York look like horrible. I know. I'm on. Uh, give me the San Jose Earthquakes. The line slipped a little bit. Uh, I, I'm on them to win tonight. I, I agree with you, though, Gabe. I, I'd probably go on the under, but that is my main play. They win this thing. I will lay the small juice. Give me the Earthquakes over the Whitecaps, even though uh, I love the city of Vancouver. It's people, and uh, you know, I know you it's soft in your heart, but. You got to do what you got to do. I don't. I'm not sure if they can beat these guys, under and uh, San Jose. Yeah, you know what? I like to take the Caps plus a goal. Give me like can a little some spread betting. <laughs> yeah, you, you can. But, yeah, two, two, two goals is minus three forty though, Cam. It's a heavy. That's a heavy <laughs> teaser that one. Two yeah, goals. Of course it is. Get two. <laughs> Four rocks. 
May the winners be yours. Bagels and bad beats. Never being a camp fan, but I will tell you, the officials never gave him the benefit of the doubt. He would get crushed and there wouldn't be any penalty flags for late hits. So, you know, welcome to the real world Patriots from that standpoint. The Sports Grid Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.